podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Razmani for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. With me on Zoom, the knowledge, Spencer Fearon. Spence, it's, uh, it's been, uh, I think it's been a good five, six weeks since we last caught up. How are things? Yeah, all blessed. I mean, we're in a new year, so happy new year to, to everyone. Uh, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's been good. It's been good. Obviously, uh, Spence, obviously the reason I uh, contacted you, Big Fight Week this week, it's uh, probably the biggest show of the year so far. Um, the first the show. Aside. Yeah, it's the first show, actually. Um, Chris Eubank Jr. takes on uh, Liam Williams. Just wanted to kind of break the fight down and, and, and how you see this fight playing out. Um, this fight is not a foregone conclusion. This is a very, very good fight. Simply because... Um, the experience that Leon Smith brings um, is, is, is serious. Beefy brings real experience. And there's nothing better than like when you really want to go out there to fight someone, to give it to somebody. Um, and so we, we shall, I mean, it, I, I believe it's going to be a good fight. What, one of the things that Liam Smith has said during the build-up is that during... Chris Eubank Jr., since he's teamed up with Roy Jones Jr., he hasn't seen any changes. He hasn't seen Chris change as a fighter. He, he says he does the same old things. How do you assess that? Um, he's entitled to his opinion. Um, what I would say is this, is that the tempo of Roy Jones, how Roy Jones used to fight himself, right? Roy Jones... Um, would have semi-elongated legs. His stance, his, his, his basic foundation as a fighter, I'm going to teach you guys something here, right? Was like elongated. But he'd have a herky, he'd be herky-jerky on it. He'd be like side to side, like that. Then he'd be pouncing. He'd attack. He'd throw shots. He'd start off with a straight right hand, then come up with a left hook, then a right hand, right? Then he'd double up on his left hook, right? And Roy Jones's jab was never from a high guard. It was from a low guard, Right? Low guard jabs are very, very difficult in the gate to see them coming at you because they're coming from a low guard. And while they come up into your peripheral, into your view, by the time you see it, that's when it hits you. And it won't hit you bang your head, head, it'll hit you more on your chin, right? So that's what that's how Roy Jones used to push out his jab. Roy Jones would throw double jabs, but they, they, were, they were snappy because of the velocity of speed that was behind them, right? But they weren't stiff, hard, boom, boom. They weren't like a Tommy Hearns kind of a jab, right? So when you see Eubank, Eubank has had an identity crisis for a long while in himself to try and find who he wanted to be. I remember early on, he was training with Mike McCullum when he was an amateur, he was training with Mike McCullum. And he was saying like certain things like he didn't think he was learning, but you can see it in his body attacks. He's got very, very good body attacks um, um, in Eubank Jr. So I think... Eubank has, has kind of had an identity crisis to try and find who he is as an individual and as a fighter. I think now he's kind of finding himself now because, and, and him finding himself is being that kind of cocky kind of person, but because of all the debacle that's happened behind his fight, that like his proposed fight with, with um, Conor Ben, he's now kind of, off reflection, kind of being seen as a good guy now, right? And I think he's kind of relishing getting kind of really well. I'm kind of like the good guy now, and 
But I'm also know like what sells. I have to be dismissive. A lot of this is all pantomime, which he's learned from his father. But I think as soon as Chris Jubek Jr. realizes who he is and finds himself, then he's he, he's going to be a problem. But you cannot write off someone like Leon Smith, even though Leon Smith is not a concussive puncher. But if we look at the things that he does, he's very classy. He's got very good timed shots. They're accurate shots as well. He doesn't waste a lot of punches. And he fights from a high guard, right? But he comes forward, but he's very, very, he's very clever in it because if you see, he, he fights he, he's very much like a chess player because he'll do things to offset your pawns. So he'll come straight at you, but then he'll, he'll skitter off to the side and he'll go downstairs to the body. You know what I mean? I have reservations how Eubank Jr. takes body shots. I do. I don't know why, but I have reservations how he takes body shots. But the guys that usually give Chris Eubank Jr. problems are the guys that opt to box. We saw it, uh, what's that, four, four years ago now with George Groves, right? Um, we saw it with Billy Joel. And everyone says like, oh, well, he would have given it to Billy Joel if he'd have started earlier. When the bell goes, that's when you start. So when's he meant to start in the change room? I just was just trying to work that one out myself. So, but with Liam Smith, Liam Smith is very, very good at gauging range. And when I mean like gauging range, he, he, he sneakily creeps forward. He doesn't just rush at you. He sneakily creeps forward. And out of all of the Smith brothers, and I know all of them very well, but out of all of them, I would say that he's the most spiteful of them. So I believe it's going to be interesting. But what I do realize is when guys actually come to fight Chris Eubank Jr. and they come at him, and one thing we know for certain, he's got a very good chin, right? Um, he has a field day because that's, that's his comfortability zone. He likes when people come, similar to his dad, right? But let someone be off on the back foot now, they will cause him trouble. And I don't think that Leon Smith is going to fight for the back foot. So if he doesn't fight for the back foot and he's very, very offensive based in his attacks, if they're educated, he's going to get success. But I think that kind of falls into what Eubank wants. What you alluded there earlier about Conor Ben and, and uh, the issue that went on in the background, how much of that will be in his mind? Or do you think he's the kind of character that's just forgotten about it? He's moved on. Is that a happy weight? Listen, I don't, I don't believe that's going to affect Eubank Jr. one bit. You know, I'm going to say, like, a lot of people are talking about the spa that them two had, right? Sparring is sparring, right? And and sometimes you're sparring to, to, to pick up things, to learn things, or whatever. I mean, you don't see on box rec your sparring record, right? Because if it was, I'd be world champion. So that don't mean nothing. It doesn't sit on the rules. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. Um, and some people perform better in the gym. Other people don't perform better in the gym. Other people perform better. We'll see how you perform underneath the spotlights. Eubank has never been under the spotlight like what Beefy's been under. Because Beefy went out and fought Canelo. I think there was 70,000 in, in attendance there. So it's a different kind of atmosphere. But what I do know is this. Eubank, Eubank Jr. is not a concussive puncher. He's a hurtful puncher. He's not a concussive puncher. He's not a one-punch, boom, knock you out kind of guy. But he's bludgeoning where he puts in combinations on you, right? So the way to evade a combination puncher is with very, very sharp, accurate timing. 
And sharp, accurate time is one thing that I have to give. Liam Smith has that in abundance. He does. He's very, very sharp. How he, how he, how he shoots. He shoots. He don't waste shots. He doesn't waste shots, and he's very spiteful. But Eubank is the bigger man. He's a physically bigger man. So because of that, if he uses his his size, then it could be a problem towards to 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 Beefy. But Beefy had a really good body attack. I'm not just talking us throwing one shot down to the body. He's got to throw threes. He's got to go double, double left or right hand straight down the pike, right, to hit Eubank in the solar plexus to slow him up. Because this is the thing that I want people to realize. Uh, who was it? It was Marcus Morrison when Eubank fought him a few years ago, right? I think that was his first fight with Roy Jones, right? And he went 10 rounds with him. And we saw Marcus Morrison get obliterated by Denzel Bentley. Right, makes you kind of it makes me put things in perspective that you're not the hardest puncher, right? But you have astonishing work rate. But you're in with a guy who's serious. This is a this is a hard fight to call. This is hard because I cannot see Beefy stopping Chris Eubank. I can't see that happening. Eubank's got a really good chin. Can't see that happening, right? I've I've yet to see Eubank wobbled, but. Since we're talking about sparring, I have seen Eubank wobbled in sparring, though. Right? It was against the former um, Commonwealth like middleweight champion Richard Williams. And it was about eight years ago, if not longer than that. It's a, it's a hot minute ago, but nine years ago, maybe. Um, uh, Ronnie Davis always phoned me up. All right, son, I'm not looking for sparring for Chris. I ain't got anybody. So I said, Yeah, come down. He, he comes down to, um, he comes down to the pub gym that was run at the time by John Rooney. And he comes down, he gets sparring. He spars with Richard Williams. He does some sparring with Larry Kandial, who's actually excellent at spar. Um, he did some sparring with Anthony Yard. But the guy that I saw wobbling, I'm just telling you how it is, he got caught with a right hand by Richard Williams. Richard Williams caught him with a right hand and his legs buckled. Similarly to, go you young kids, go watch Mike McCullum versus Donald Curry. Um, was that in 87? And... He got he gets caught with a with a with a chopping right hand and his legs they look like they dipped. Okay. Right? And I have to be like Richard was old at the time as well. Richard was like thinking about making a comeback. But the way Eubank straight away after getting hit with that shot was like, I'm not having that with you. So Eubank is very spiteful. And like he just he threw a massive barrage of punches at Richard. Right, but I'm just promising Richard Williams. Richard Williams is extra fire, but it was way past peaking. He was only it was like I think like five years out of boxing trying to make a comeback, and they sparred. But it's the only time that I've seen Eubank that I've seen Eubank visibly like hit with a shot. Like, wow, what's going on? But the way he the way he came back makes you realize that that boy has real devil inside of him. Trust me, he's a very very spiteful human being. So I think if if Beefy hurts him, I think that will. Which I like more him for him to, to attack even more. But I am going to say it's a really good fight. And it's not a foregone conclusion. I'm, I'm telling people again, this fight is not a foregone conclusion. Uh, because in recent years, Eubank hasn't impressed me. He impressed me when he's on the come up. But Eubank hasn't impressed me. Right? And I've seen a lot of hype and everything else outside of the ring. But when's the last time he fought? Exactly. You know what I mean? The, the Liam Williams fight, no disrespect. I, I I wasn't impressed with that performance at all because 
I saw Liam Williams, I saw Liam Williams in the gym prior, and Liam's my guy, but Liam looked flat to me. And in my head, I remember phoning Tundi and saying, Tundi, I think you guys are going to stop my man about three, four rounds. But he never, he went points with him. So after knocking him down with a jab. So we're going to see here, but it's, it's going to be a good fight, man. I'm looking forward to it. So, so you said there, um, Spencer, that Liam, you can't see Liam stopping him. So what, no. are the other, what are the other possible outcomes that you can see happening in this fight from both sides? Old, old, I could see Liam Smith old manning him out of it. You know what I mean? Um, um, smothering his shots, smothering Eubank's shots, roughing him up, you know what I mean? And, and picking away. That's how I could see him winning that fight. Um, I couldn't see him stopping Eubank, but I could see him properly just roughing him up, um, hitting him behind the head, you know what I mean? Not letting him have a field day. That kind of fight, knowing that, right, I've got to stay in the trenches and I've got to, say, I've got to keep it to the vernacular of a four-punch combination, right? Not just trying one shot, moving off and having looks because while you do that, you know, Eubank sets himself up, then Eubank goes off, he, he goes off with those shots and he'll throw like sixes at you. you know what I mean, from seven or eight-punch combination. So you don't, want to be, you don't want to just kind of backing off. You want to smother Eubank's work and let your hands go. And if you could do that, then he's going to secure victory. I'm saying what Eubank would have to do to secure a victory is simply just be, just, just be himself by setting up with a jab. Um, he's got a very quick jab by setting up with a jab and setting up with a jab and letting off combinations. Because if he did that, depending on what Liam Smith has in the, in the, in the bank, then he could most probably stop Liam Smith. But the thing is this, he'd have to put in a real burst to stop Liam. It won't be, and it most probably stop Liam on a cut. I don't think he could, I don't think he, he'll knock out Liam. I think he, because like, I speak to the guys in, in Eubank's camp and they're all talking like it's a foregone conclusion, like this fighting guy in four rounds. I'm saying, no, you don't just pick up world titles, like just eat, no, he, my guy can fight. So we shall see. Um, Spence, Liam Williams, obviously, as you mentioned earlier, he's, he's fought Canelo, he's won a world title before. He's campaigning at obviously at 160 now, so he's gone up in weight. Chris Eubank Jr. has floated between 160 and 168. So, question one, uh, Liam has a lot of experience. Is that going to be a key factor? And also, the weight, is that going to be an advantage to which particular fighter here? Chris or, or Liam? Um, I think I think the weight's going to be an advantage to, to Chris Eubank Jr. Here's a man that's moving up in weight, right? Um, so, I think, the, I think that's going to be an advantage to Chris Eubank Jr. But... I think both men are mentally tough, right? Um, but I believe that there's some real spite inside of Liam Smith. I just, I'm just telling you now, there was some real spite inside of him, right? I could be horribly wrong. And like, you might call us where stopping really early, but I, I can't see that. You know what I mean? I, I see this fight actually going long. You know what I mean? You'd have to go with you, because he's a fresh order too. But there's something inside me that really believes that, that Beefy Smith is going to old man him out of this fight. Spence, with all the hype and the branding around Chris Eubank Jr., are you almost disappointed that you haven't, we haven't seen him enough? And no. especially fight the, the kind of elite levels. I'm going to be real with you. No, I'm not. I'm not disappointed that I haven't seen him enough. Um, I think he's very good at what he does. I think um, he likes being catapulted in the son of a legend, but now I'm making my own way and... And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be this enigma of a force 
inside the division. I'm gonna call out this person and that that and they they understand the hype. They understand that mechanism. So I can't knock him for him understanding that. You know what I mean? Because um, sometimes I used to believe that he just came across wrong, but he's actually a nice guy, right? He's actually a nice guy, but he has this persona to 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 live up to. So when you have a persona like that to live up to, it's not easy. It's very difficult. But we shall see. Can he outbox Liam Smith? Can you man outbox Liam Smith? Um, I think he could outspeed him. Not necessarily outbox him. I'm going to keep this thing real. Liam Smith's a better boxer than Chris Eubank Jr. Right? He is. He's fundamentally sound in the things that he does. He has the better fundamentals. Right? We want, it's just a difference. Like, has he got a better age? Right? And he's not a natural middleweight. But the, if I fundamentally, Liam, Liam Smith does things very, very correct. Very correct. You know what I mean, especially like when he goes, he goes right hand, and he, he he goes he goes right hand, and then like he won't just go right hand and lean over to go to the body. He'll go right hand and he readjust, he'll, he'll reset himself, put the put the power on the on the right leg, and do a little shuffle and put it over on his left leg and throw. Like I'm showing you, like I actually watched when these guys fight. I don't really give that too much. You have to pay me for all of this stuff, right? So that's what he does. He shuffle. He, he's very good at trans transferring the weight. Right, but fooling people because he puts the weight on his back leg, and you think that oh, you're gonna throw a right hand because of how he's positioned, and he does a quick slight adjustment to lean over to put the power on his left leg, and then he comes with then he comes with a left hook, and then he comes with a left hook, and you double up on the left hook, and he comes out and he comes up with a right hand. So yeah, Liam, 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 like I said, I believe that Liam is actually technically the better boxer, but the more athletic guy. I'm going to be real. Chris Eubank Jr. is nuts athletic. Nuts, nuts athletic. And like, if we had, if we could do a ratio on his, his quick switch muscle fibers, they're up high. He's got very, very good multi-neural skills. He's very, he's, he's very loose language. He's very, he's got that snap, 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 snap. And also, one thing for certain, both guys train hard, but I'm just going to be real. Chris Eubank trains phenomenally hard, right? phenomenally hard you know when guys say oh no no stone on, no stone unturned that's him he trains really hard i'm not saying he trains hard he trains hard he's a consummate professional but you man junior really does train hard well we look forward to it great fight on on saturday night um uh, spence this doesn't go out until tomorrow today's obviously tuesday this won't go out until wednesday but obviously today I just want to get a quick few words it's the uh the birthday of the, the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali. Just wanted to see if you wanted to share uh, a few quick words and uh, some memories. My, 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 let me, next thing, let me say this. Um, this book here, The 99 Names of Allah. I'm just holding something now so I can use it as a snapshot because I remember like Ali holding up um, a book on Allah. So I'm doing exactly the same thing. But that's not the reason why because it's actually here. It was just here on my, on my table. Yes, The 99 Names of Allah. I would suggest to anybody, right? Muslim, Christian, agnostic, I don't care. Get this book, read this book. This is a beautiful book, right? Because we know, well, Muslim to Muslim, it's gonna be different, but I'm saying the night and days of Allah to learn them, it gives me substance and it's helped me incredibly. So if you're going through something, I would say to anybody, pick up that book, right? That's enough of my religious rant. 
Right, but I would say when it comes to Muhammad Ali, what can I say? I can't say nothing that I haven't said about the man already, right? But you know, the, the, the nicest thing, the, the biggest pleasure is like over the past years, especially the ones at Sky, I used to do a lot and talk about Ali and how much he was a hero to me and everything else, right? The reason why I loved Muhammad Ali in the way that I did and happy birthday to him um, is because he was prepared to speak truth to power right when in today's society when everybody cowers away to grab a buck to do what they think is right to earn to get along no here was a man who spoke truth to power in today's society many people are not they're afraid to speak truth to power muhammad ali signified more than the civil rights movement muhammad ali's um was more than the anti-war sentiments that he went out when he refused to take the draft in 1976 to go to the Vietnam War. Muhammad Ali stood more than all of those kind of things. Muhammad Ali um, was proved to be right. And not many people can stand on your truth, like which he did, and then prove to be right. Hence why he was so endeared. Hence why he was so loved. Hence why he was... He was all of these kind of things. And even though he shouted that I'm the greatest, he turned around and said, no, I've got my conditional Parkinson's disease because Allah was showing, God was showing to the world that I'm not the greatest, that he is the greatest. So this is what I realized with, with Ali. And when Ali, Ali's famous, Ali's famous words was what? Service to others is the rent that we pay for the space that we take up on earth, right? I don't miss Muhammad Ali because I, I see Muhammad Ali in many, many things, right? But what Muhammad Ali stood for, what he died for, but ultimately what he lived for will actually live forever. So happy birthday to the greatest. Spencer Fair on IFL TV, thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.